0: Paul, are we going to do this again? Yeah, we're going to do this again. Let's do Track Changes, the
1: podcast from Post Light. Paul Ford, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Do you know what Postlight is, Rich? I do. What is it? It's a web and app shop here in New York City. Just a kick-ass place. Great collection of designers, engineers, product people that just build and big, beautiful things. Big, beautiful tech things.
0: Couldn't say any better. The, the thing that is exciting is that, boy, are we humming. We are humming. We've got... Nine clients? Before we had two.
1: I think by the time this podcast airs, we'll have 26? I think at least. At, at least. least.
0: And we're we are we're just out there, we're working, and we're glad to talk to everybody who wants to talk to us. We are a busy little shop in New York City. Yep. And uh, one of the things that's working for us really well is this podcast. People are getting in touch.
1: You know, I think I can't. We can't have a whole podcast where we talk about ourselves, but I will just say one last thing. I love that um, we are going out of our way to have a place and have a voice in the design and tech community beyond just being a shop that you know does projects.
0: Yeah, we want to. We want to. Help! Like we're starting to use our space for yep. not-for-profit organizations that teach people how to code, like Girl Develop It. They're coming in and, and doing yep. stuff, and a lot of cool stuff. We're very hands off on that. Like it's literally, if if people want to do interesting technology things in New York City, and even if it doesn't involve money, you should get in touch with Postlight. We yep. like to talk to people and
1: find out what's up. Yep. All right, let's get in the show. Let's go. Let's do this. What's your question? I don't know if it's a question. I'm going to frame it. (sighs) Okay. uh, And I'm going to frame it kind of cryptically. We were talking to someone, a thought leader, you could say. Definitely, I think if we named who we were talking about, I think most would agree that this is someone that is, you know, a pretty influential person that's shaping the web today. And they said something pretty provocative, I think. Hmm. They said that the web is dying. Okay. Well, we've been hearing that for an awfully long time. We have. We have. And this may be just another go around. I don't know. You know, let's let's frame that. What does that mean that the web is dying? When people say that,
0: they've been saying that for 20 years. Is that true? Didn't, wasn't there a web, the web is dead? There's the web is dead. There's because of
1: point cast or something? Point push. Push was the big push thing. Push was going to kill that the web. That was the
0: first time the web died was when Wired said, the web is dead. Uh, and it was referring to PointCast, which was a, a push network that would put news onto your screensaver.
1: Yeah, it was just a cl- – Mobile, it was like mobile Square. was going to kill the
0: web. Um, people should TV. go do an image
1: search of PointCast because yeah. most are not going to know what we're talking – many are not going to know what we're talking about.
0: Anyway, but. the the point is, is that every couple of years, the web is dead.
1: Yeah. And what people are saying is that the open
0: set of standards and rules and protocols that make up the web – that are very decentralized. So like I set up a server, you set up a server, you you put up a page and you link to my page. Yep. We don't actually have to have any handshake deal to make that happen. That's a big decentralized, connected document. That's the web and it can do stuff in JavaScript and sing and dance. What people are saying when they're saying the web is dying or that it's going to die is that some new consolidated platform or thing is going to show up and make all that other stuff irrelevant because people are going to just prefer to use the one big thing. Or two
1: big things or three big things. Facebook
0: is one of the big things. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'd frame it a little bit differently. If I had a big ambitious idea um, because I want to write about hiking and I want to put up great photo galleries about hiking, right, it is getting harder and harder to say, okay, I'm going to go buy a domain I'm going to go buy like bighikingworld.com. Right, um, which you can do. It costs like five bucks or whatever. They upsell you all kinds of nonsense, but you can do that. Right. And I'm going to start to put great content there.
0: So put great content, do you mean I'm going to edit an HTML page and put up pictures you or know, get a blog?
1: or? Yeah, don't, let's not even get into that. Let's say I, I'm going to even put a little money behind this. I'm going to talk to some great hikers and have them do some stuff for me. And I'm gonna, it's going to be really good. Every, I'm gonna you know, make, I'm going to make an awesome hiking website. I'm going to make an awesome hiking website, right? And I haven't thought yet about money. Uh, I just love hiking, and I want it to be great. And I'm going to assume that the environment I'm putting it in is going to be fair game, that that hiking website will be found by people, will be indexed by search engines so when people search for hiking i'm going to be somewhere in there and that links are going to get shared around and word of mouth will get out there and and i'm going to build a reputation and build something meaningful that was my
0: experience of the web in the 90s
1: i think it was people's experience of the web in the 2000s too i I think that i don't think you have to go far back for people to say you know what i'm gonna make my mark right and and the sort of prerequisite for this is that this is a place that is not owned by run by and there are no gatekeepers of commercial influence on the web it if you boil it down to the piping it's just this place
0: so i'm really into hiking and then somebody might make the like the hiking site list correct and that you go to hiking list.com and i'm on there and Search engine X might go ahead and, like, when someone types in hiking, I'm number 20 on the page, and that all works. And that all works, right? What I remember from being in a world like that, when I, you know, I have a website called F Train that I don't update anymore, but it was very early days, it was like 1997. Mm This site went up in a slightly different form, but uh, what I remember is that you could see people come in and find it, and they would make lists, and the search engines would find it. The key thing to remember from that era is that a good day might bring you a couple hundred people. Right. There weren't that many people on the internet. So it's easy to get pretty nostalgic for how tightly connected and how much control we had. Yes. But the True. audience wasn't there in the same way. It was a bigger audience than I could get going True. to Kinko's and photocopying a zine. Mm-hmm. But it was a much smaller audience than anything we would think about today. Like I, right. I hit many more people on Twitter than I did in the first four years of having a blog.
1: Right. So – fast forward to the reality of today. This is the argument, by the way. This We're getting back to this statement that was made that the web is dying. The reality of today is that people aren't on the web, that people are on Facebook, are on their phones, are using the five or six or seven popular sort of feed-driven platforms like Instagram and Snapchat and and the like. So the and, old
0: pattern was: I'm going to go look at a site, and maybe I'll follow some links on that site to some other sites, and yeah. that will be my experience of the web. Correct.
1: And 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 you, it was fair game. I mean, look, it was hard. It was still, well, you, you weren't going to just, you know, bump up against Yahoo.com or uh, that quickly. But I mean, you really were on equal footing in many respects, right? I mean, a domain was a domain, and. It's a place where, I mean, frankly, probably trillions of dollars in value were created by allowing it to be this arena that wasn't taken over or controlled by any particular commercial interest. Well, right? it was
0: really tricky, right, because the early days of the web were not professional. The first professional like bloggers, yeah. the ones that I remember were the uh, not even the mommy bloggers, right? That was a whole wave that came after, but the uh, some of the political bloggers like yep. that, that scene yep. talking points memo and stuff like that really right. started to grow up
1: yeah and many of them folded in like yeah. andrew sullivan ended up at the atlantic if i'm not mistaken a bunch of different places a bunch of yes. places like they, they sort of you know, they got you know, those sort of the gravitational he, he, he pull he came of, out of the
0: Atla- he came out of the i think the new republic and then went to the back atlantic at, yeah, so and he then he w-
1: spun out again if yeah, i'm not mistaken but he
0: jumped from old media into this so there was kind of a precedent for him
1: yeah but, but let's no. let's not get hung up on him, though. Okay. Right? I mean, so what's happening today? Um, Facebook is pitching you and saying, "Look, billions are here. Don't bother. Effectively, uh, put it here, start here, end here. We'll get, give you a model. Get the likes. Get the likes. And there are advertising opportunities within this ecosystem. So, oh,
0: God, I'll tell you though, because I put up the page for Postlight on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it's just an endless miserable come on. From Facebook now that I've had have that, page. it's just them going like, "Would you like to promote this?" You're a company, just, yeah. You had five visitors, and I'm like, five, first of all, our website is doing much, much better out on the web than it is on Facebook." That's a, right. that's notable. Like, we're not getting hundreds of thousands of hits or anything, but we're getting plenty of hits. Right. And Facebook just begs me constantly to promote the post light landing yep. on Facebook. And I went and looked, and it's not a lot. You know, it's like ten bucks, yeah, to buy people, yeah. So that's the equation of the web right now.
1: It, I mean, is it over? I mean, is that sort of free-flowing ecosystem where you can just do stuff without asking anybody's permit? is it over because there's been a land grab of, of all that? You know, the users aren't there. Between apps and Facebook and a few other places, it's done. Medium is is probably, you know, the most obvious kind of recent overture that sort of is embracing this shift and saying, you know what? Check out our network. They say the word network when they talk about themselves. Medium.com. Medium.com is a network, right? And when they say that, what they're essentially saying is this is a carve-out. This is a place where where you would have otherwise sort of had to stand on your own two feet. And the, the medium value proposition isn't just the network. It's the tools too, right? Forget all that other work you have to do forget. I mean, even even though it's pretty trivial to stand up WordPress or whatever. It, you know, we say it is, it's actually not. It's actually not, right? right. I mean, so, it's, for, and for it's for a someone, beautiful editor. For someone
0: new to this, it's three or four weeks of work to really get on the other side of WordPress. Correct. And that's actually, like, I, I rag on WordPress a lot. It's, yeah. it's as good as it gets yeah. for a classic content management blogging engine.
1: Yeah, that's right. And so, is this bad? You know, I was actually having a conversation with a with a friend and sharing this this exact topic. And he said, So what? What's the big deal? Rest in peace.
0: Yeah. Onward we go. Thank you, Web, for getting us started.
1: Right. So you could you could draw this pie chart where the web lowercase w is ends up being twenty percent. And then Facebook's like a fat 42 and Medium's a 26 or whatever is left is eaten up, right?
0: There's another point here too, which is that Medium, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, they're all truly built on top of the web and web technologies and continue to be. That's true. To be clear, the web is still the piping. The infrastructure, the piping of the web, and that's not going to go away because it's If you are like us, if you're a company that delivers engineering services, if you have engineers, that's the only thing that everyone kind of all works on is, you know, if you say I'm going to make a public API, that means you're going to have servers that send JavaScript in the form of JSON to clients like that, whether you understand those words or not. Everyone knows what that means yeah. if they work The piping this is the piping. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Agreed. And you know, when he kind of confronted me with, so what, I, you know, it took me a minute because I didn't really have a great... I mean, I guess there's a bit of nostalgia. There's a bit of, well, okay, well, this can't be great because what you're essentially saying is this is kind of, to me, the equivalent of um, all the little coffee shops in that charming town are Starbucks. gone and there's like two Starbucks and a Dunkin' Donuts. Right. And you know, you kind of recoil from that because that's just a little sad. The charm, the independence, the the uniqueness of these places. I mean, let's face it, Medium, I actually think Medium is great, by the way, because I think it, it you know, I feel like I have to wash my hands after using any other part of the web. And Medium has actually tried to create a place where people are, are asked to pause and not put garbage up for, you know, clickbait or to just get traffic. And I, I really respect what they do. At the same time, everything looks the same. I mean, everything looks the same, and and that is because you live in their house, and and you're you're sleeping over for a night, and that's it. And while yeah, I yeah, but we all I lived can...
0: in MySpace's house, and and look what happened. It let us do whatever we wanted, <laughs> right?
1: And, and yeah. look. I think it's. good. You know,
0: I should actually pause really quickly too. Like, I I uh, I've been in advisor Medium for a while. I have some. I, yeah. I own part of that company. Now, yeah, i hope. You're actually
1: wearing a Medium T-shirt that's as I right. make this. Not uh, just T-shirt as I share these thoughts. Not just T-shirt. Um, this isn't to imply evil or um ill intentions or anything of the sort. It's just a shift that's happening. Um, and is it bad? Well, here's okay. Uh, I, so I I, I I don't. Let's know. hit pause for a sec because.
0: That's a gross generalization. Uh, there's two frankly. waves on the web, right? So the web shows up and it's like, hey, there's this new thing that everyone's going to do and actually the old way where you made the pages. That's no longer relevant. And it'll be mobile or it'll be point cast or it'll be giant platforms like Facebook. I would say, first of all, I think Facebook is the first true threat to the web Yeah, that has ever existed. I agree. Facebook is enormous. It has billions of users some of those users do not know that there is a thing called the internet. Yeah. They do not know that Facebook has anything to do with the web. They know that they get on their Facebook on their phone. Yeah. And that, that to them is their experience of all telecommunications. Yeah. And if you look at Facebook's acquisition strategy, they do things like buy WhatsApp. So God forbid someone in Lebanon where, you know, like it discovers the the web. Yeah. They Instead, they're going to be talking on WhatsApp, which is incredibly dominant as a communications platform, and Facebook knows about what they're doing, why they're doing it, where they are, so on and so forth. So that's a kind of control that that giant decentralized system that emerged out of the web never attempted to exert over people. Yep, And Facebook as an enormous global company does have direct interest, even if you assign to it the most benevolent purposes – it has direct interest in understanding who people are, where they are, what they're reading, why. It's so a
1: publicly traded American company. I mean, again, it has a particular set of obligations that are part and parcel of being a public company. One of the challenges I have is is it's and so... I'm okay with that. By the way, just to disclaim, I i mean, you're a advisor for medium. I'm a thriving capitalist, so...
0: Here's the thing that I actually find really tricky. But, you know, there's a funny thing. You're a, uh, you were a lawyer at one point, and... I find one of the things they're really good at is kind of getting into a neutral zone and trying to just look at things as they are, a very legalistic mindset. Like, okay, here's the law. Here's what people are doing, so on and so forth and i feel that with the web there's a sense of obligation and a sense of betrayal when we talk about the web dying it's not just like oh this technology is no longer fashionable like nobody listens to old time radio or you know or makes old time radio shows anymore like yeah. you know most cars have modern transmissions yeah that sort of stuff like we don't cry for for manual transmission all that much right but we do cry for the web because there's a sense of community that emerged and then there's a sense of betrayal and what i noticed you know the thing that i noticed that really started to get to me was around early 2000s people that you knew that you'd see at conferences that were really big like web people they'd be like oh i'm working for google now and you'd be like oh cool what are you up to and they'd be like how's the weather yeah and and they pulled themselves out of the conversation in the interest of the business sure And I feel that that, to me, the web was a set of technologies that allowed you to publish web pages. But it was also a community that was looking for new and dynamic ways to communicate more, more effectively, more intelligently, and do more with that platform. And I think that's still there. There's still a core of that. But the reality is that as these giant centralized platforms emerged, they would pluck people away from that conversation, and the conversation would just stop.
1: Yeah, they – they had to go and swear allegiance to the company. So, when we talk about the web being. C. When we and that's about, okay. Uh, look, you know, I feel like we're framing this as, as look, look at the evil corporations. No, I don't think that. I think, on but on when we
0: talk about the web being dead, I think that what we're talking about is something really specific, which is that the platform and the technology that makes up the web, that's, that'll be here Thriving. a thousand years from now. Thriving. Absolutely. And and that's great because I can go still make that web page that I could make in 1997 and it still works exactly the same. Yes. Like some really good things are happening there. But the conversation about that world, that decentralized world where we were all sharing ideas, that may be dead. That may be over because giant orgs suck those people away and give them jobs and tons of money before they can even contribute to the larger cultural conversation that we were having.
1: Maybe this was inevitable. I mean, I feel like there's a strong analogy here between sort of us being small, agrarian, and grandma's pound cake was just so good and fresh, and then industrialization kicked in, and mass production kicked in, and Wonder Bread showed up, and it made it all the same and cheap and available and... Less interesting. And, hey, maybe the reaction's coming. Maybe USDA Organic will be on the bottom of websites. That's right. Well, years there is, from there's now. A,
0: there's an absolutely, there's like an indie web scene and an indie web movement. Where, right. But it's just, it's like anything. I mean, it's like, are you going to cut and paste that line of code? Right. Or are you going to go ahead and just like update your blog on
1: Medium or, or put a wall post up or tweet? Yeah. My God, just right. tweet. right. right. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's right. I think, look, I, I don't even think Wired believed the web was dead when they put the web is dead. No, of course, on, right, right on the I mean, cover. It's... Dying is dramatic, right? Yeah, good, good strong topic. <laughs> but I think it's an interesting time, though. I do think this is a a a, a pretty important shift for the web. You
0: know, I'm going to make a point too, which is that I would say, and this is impossible to quantify, mm-hmm. but the the conversation that was going on as people bounced from page to page was very diverse. It was, I am- It was wild. It was, I'm an African-American wheelchair dancer, and then you'd click a link and it would be, I am a mushroom obsessive. Yeah. And that was a natural transition. You go boom, 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 and it would just be experience after experience, person after person- Yeah. People who were like essentially in cults, people who were, you know, getting their PhDs, yeah. all of that. The conversations that I see happening, even on global giant platforms like Twitter, are boring as crap. Like it's the same stupid argument over and over and over yeah. again. You tune in and out, I tune in and out. Yeah. But it's the variety the variety isn't there. It's like a one side you people being like, I mean, just the diversity argument. It's I'm dead set that Tech has a huge problem that, you know, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty left dude. I see the same arguments over and over again. And it's, it's like people are inventing them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, even going beyond arguments, what's going on? Like at the bottom, the bottom of the webpage has lost its mind. Oh, like the footer? There's like eight boxes at the bottom. It's, It's sort of like, you know, I thought I was just going into a DVD shop, but like I ended up in that aisle. What do you mean? I don't understand. Okay. I read an article. Oh, it turns out Ryan Gosling is making a movie. And it's a movie that, uh, you know, pretty cool. Oh, it's, I like Ryan Gosling. Cool. And then I scroll to the bottom, and there's a little box there, and it says, Man with Three Feet.
0: Oh, yeah. Trying
1: or, to, you know, compete in the Olympics. You know, it's
0: big, crepey skin. Real problem. Creepy
1: that. skin. I mean, you could go on and on. There's an it's
0: article. A, if you Google a chum box, it, the name, What people call it is the chum box, but it's the product of companies like Taboola or Outbrain. They put those little links in. And you just feel so gross. Well, what you feel is the desperation of publishers who are like, oh, I, uh, I got to do it. I yeah. got to gotta put it yeah. on there. Right. Ugh, payday loans, creepy skin. Right. What I love are the ones that are just like the five child celebrities who grew up ugly. <laughs> just like hot. Like literally things yeah. that are not just – You can have a lot of empathy for like the young person who's in the content industry who's like, all right, I got to make the lists, you know. Okay, fine, but then you see something like
1: that, and you're like, that person is just a just a freaking diarrhea monster. I just, you know. Well, it's so basic, right? It's (sighs) it's they're not even trying. That oh, Rich seems to be into basketball. Let me give him some more basketball links. No. No, no matter who you are as a human being, you want to see what happened to that child star, or you want to see. You know, it's usually. Do you ever
0: click through to those sites? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and it's just like just a bad part of town. It's like twenty slides spread over four hundred pages. It's
1: unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You get lost immediately, and you just kind of keep going. For some reason, when you're in it, you just kind of keep going. I think comments got so bad. Like for a while, people thought comments would be what would give
0: you traction, and you could. But that just ended up being a nightmare. Then everyone started farming out comments to like. Discus, discuss, 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 yeah. or whatever and then it's called. I always see discuss as like the FEMA trailers of the internet, where it was just like, "Oh, this is a disaster. Let's put down this temporary housing and hope it all works out, okay." And then later <laughs> we'll come back and figure it out, right? And then you come back five years later, and everyone's it's, just it's, really angry. Yeah, it's just a bad scene. Yeah. And then then it all went over to Facebook discussions, which are right. just a running nightmare. Thirty thousand so, responses to like you know some. Maybe some, the web sucks. Maybe it should die. Well, this is probably when you get two billion people doing something.
1: Yeah. You've never had two billion people just yelling and screaming all at once before. Credit to medium, unless it's in the feature, you know, in the roadmap. There's no slideshows. You just can't do it, right? You, you can put lots of pictures up on a, on the screen, no. yeah, it just doesn't serve but it's not well. it's not like that, no, it doesn't not. serve like the typography kind of shoes people away. It's not like a hundred and fifty you know, yeah, so, du-
0: ducks that can't say no, so anymore. you know what the hell with the web? no, I'm not done okay i'm not done. I'll tell you why because we haven't solved for composition yet, there's still like. Medium is great, but it's about writing articles. And Twitter yeah. is about writing tweets, and Facebook is about having a network unto itself. Yep. But we're in here, you know, we've been making podcasts and watching, trying to distribute them out into the world. and It's a mess. Like, you can't, you can't make a podcast in a web browser yet. Right. You could. Creation. The, there are tools that let you do right. it, but it's not in the same way that, like, putting up a blog post is. There's all sorts of creative things that human beings like to do. Yep. That we haven't even started messing around with yet.
1: Right. And honestly, they're just not going to get built on top of Facebook because Facebook doesn't care. I think you're right. I think the tools, like why was there enough room for a medium to show up? And I think medium was very thoughtful about the tools. That's right. And the tools of empowerment and communication. And I think when you do it right... People will come to it because, like, well, okay, wait a second here. You're you're giving me the mic, and I think that's incredibly powerful. Look,
0: right? obviously, I'm biased in a lot of ways, but that is a good way to compose stuff in a web browser. It's great. Like you can it's get beautiful. you can just get the work done.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: And so I feel that you know Google Docs is still of the web yeah. in a way. Like there's there's just stuff to be done. There, I think th- you're right. I think tooling. People op- there's are nowhere, opportunity in tooling. People are nowhere near done communicating. They're nowhere near done experimenting with new ways to communicate. That's going to be going on forever mm-hmm. because we just keep reinventing. And sometimes we reinvent the wheel. I mean, I've seen like articles in magazines reinvented 45 billion times with very little effect. Yeah. But every now and then something pops up. And the weird thing is it pops up and then it becomes a new centralized service like Twitter. Twitter is just blogging. Yeah. Short it's ex- form. incredibly accelerated blogging and right. that became a giant, you know,
1: whatever billion dollar platform. Yep. So there's um, hope. Okay, so we started with the web is dead. Then we decided the web is garbage. And then we came to if you empower people and give them the right tools, we're all going to be okay. We got to end this on a high note, dude. Well, it's not just a high note. I, I humans are on the hustle in general, right? I find Twitter
0: exhausting. I find Medium a good place to create. I really like that. I find Facebook to be powerful, but also just like, I don't know what it's for anymore. Like, I, you know, I, it just seems like you just It's utility a, at this you advertise, point. You? Yeah, you I mean, advertise on Facebook. And
1: it, my, my uncle is just utterly vulgar on Facebook. That's uh, awkward. It's just so weird. I can't, I I can't, I I I Uh, guess I could unfollow him. You can't, you can't unfollow your uncle. He's like 56 and he puts just the grossest, greasiest stuff up. (sighs) In between like, you know, hey, 20 seconds to make a cinnamon bun. Yeah, no. Facebook is just chaos. I mean, it's just chaos, right?
0: It's just people as they
1: are. Yeah. Without – without, it doesn't really help them get better. Yeah. It just yeah. – Yeah. He also is like, join me and play Jelly Jam. Like he doesn't yeah. know what he's pushing when he's, <laughs> he's opening well, those he's lousy not, you know,
0: he, He's never read the web like you do. Right. It's just
1: – it's like, uh, it, this is a bucket. You throw stuff in the bucket. Right. I, this is not, I mean fairly certain he's never going to listen to this. So I can talk sh- shit about him.
0: Yeah, I, I would say it's about – I I know your uncle. It's yeah. about a thousand percent chance he will never really, listen to this. Yeah. But, you know, so I think that's the thing. I think there are an enormous range of opportunities for people to come up with new kinds of ways to
1: communicate. We've seen it five or six yep. times. Uh, the social networks. I think it's simpler than commu- – I think you're, you're narrowing it when you say communicate. I think it's expression, actually. Right. I think it could be very basic, very simple. The apps are sort of feeding the beast right now, though. There's so much out there right now in terms well, of... Well, there's
0: Snapchat. Remember when it was that game, that draw something game that took... I mean, I think these things yeah. are more fashion-driven than they used to be. Yeah, yeah. They they don't even last long enough for them to... I don't know if
1: that's the web anymore, dude. I don't know if we talk concretely about the browser. You know, I, I, I'd I I'd love to bring two 12-year-olds in here and talk to them about the browser and, what they, and see what they think of it. I'd love a quick poll amongst 12, 11, 10, 12-year-olds about what they're doing in the browser. And I think you're going to see oh, very I think they,
0: At best, Wikipedia.
1: If that, if that. <sighs> we're, we're screwed. It's over. It's dead. We tried. I guess
0: we better go build some apps. <laughs> I need those kids to get off my lawn. But oh, you know what? Let me tell you something. I don't have a lawn. Right. I live in a condo. There you go. I don't know. I just don't buy it. It It, it keeps dying. Everyone keeps saying it's over, and yep. then something pops back up.
1: Really quickly, this is a narrow discussion about what the web is. The web is a billion things, and we talked about content effectively That's just true. now. And there's commerce. There's all sorts of tools. I mean, billions flow through eBay. Billions flow through Amazon. I mean, there's all kinds of things. People are doing their expense sheets in a damn web browser. And that's where it's happening. So uh, I think this was a narrower conversation because we were looking for dramatic effect and we want to have a really sexy title for this podcast.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably true. This is huge and complicated. It's yeah. not over.
1: It's not over.
0: It's not over. It's not done. There is no single thing that you can point to and Correct. say, the web is done.
1: Right. And that's the beauty of it, right? I think
0: that that's probably going to be the case for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Looking, I mean, I'm assuming a web browser will still be built into whatever computer I have jammed into my skull socket that runs straight down to my hip replacement when I'm 85. Ideally. Yeah, I hope so. I hope there's a browser. I'm sure we'll still be arguing about HTML standards. I doubt it. Oh, yeah, you might be right. I don't know. Maybe the computers will just be talking to us at that point, telling us where to (laughs) go. That's
1: another topic. I think we're going to run out of time. I think we're going to run out of time, but I'd love to talk about talking to computers.
0: We should get a talking computer in
1: here. We should. Interview it. Yeah.
0: I yeah. think we better.
1: Something that sort of ties into this is Wish.com.
0: Yeah. You know, I've noticed that Wish.com ties into a lot of things when oh, it comes boy. to you. You love Wish.com.
1: You know, the colors in Wish.com.
0: Let's tell people what this monstrosity
1: is. All right. I mean, it's Wish.com. That's Wish. Dot com. W-I-S-H. Dot com. <laughs> and there's the apps. wish The Wish apps, right? It's essentially a store. It's a nice web store. It's a web store. And you go on there and you sign up and you'll get to see all the products for sale. And it is chaos. First off, everything is less than $10. Everything? 90% of the stuff on there is less all than I'm $10. I'm looking
0: at it now. There's a very nice blue dress. Okay.
1: And it's $9. As you scroll through wish.com, it gets more and more pornographic. It's oh, really weird. Oh, there's a weird. phone. There's a, a smartwatch. For $3. $12. $12, exactly. Selfie stick for a buck. So here's the... Pre- this is... A, we're, make, we're making jokes. This is a multi-billion dollar e-commerce platform. It's huge. Their trick is two things. One is they have a premise here that they go with. And they've said this pretty openly. That if it's less than a certain amount of money... People don't think. They'll just buy stuff. They'll just buy shit, which I think is true. Like, you just sit around. You're, you're sad for some reason. You don't know why. And you just go on Wish, and you'll buy something for $7. Sure. Here's you're a n- lot
0: of, like, iPhone lenses that you plug in. A,
1: a lot of phone accessory. Right. A lot of weird underwear. A lot of phone accessory. A lot of strange hoodies. Like really weird looking hoodies. Yeah, like a sort of derby cap for two bucks.
0: Yeah. You know what I noticed about this, sunglasses for a dollar, is that- It's surreal. They don't even try to make the photographs look- Like usually when you're selling a knockoff, yeah. you go and get like the hottest possible
1: photo. well, yeah. Here, it looks kind of janky. Oh, I got to tell you, dude, I, I spent 10 minutes trying to figure out if their Fusion razors were Gillette Fusion razors. Because Gillette Fusion Razors, four razors is like $130. They're really expensive. And the packaging was exactly the same. It said Fusion on it, but it's obviously not the same ones because it was $4. But this is what this site does. So basic rule number one, keep it cheap. People don't think when it's cheap. And rule number two is they don't have an inventory. Like when you buy something, they send an email off to the factory in China to make it. So it takes time to get your thing because it doesn't exist anywhere. I'm looking at these $1 unisex sunglasses. Can I
0: read to you the description? Yes, please. One, 100% brand new. (laughs) That's amazing. Two, high quality, durable, convenient to carry. Three, versatile for use. Four, (laughs) UV protection. That's like the only real feature. Five, nice design, fashion, and pee and p pee- I think it cut off in the cms
1: <laughs> just the letter p I mean that's it's pretty amazing isn't it now you're thinking oh these guys wow they'll be out of business soon they are if i'm not mistaken facebook's biggest advertiser so this is the future of garbage commerce like this is where you used to go to like it's like a 99 cent store but for the entire world yeah you ever buy those cookies, those wafer cookies at a ninety-nine cent store?
0: Ninety-nine cent store food is like, unless you're actually a heroin addict, it's a <laughs> sign that everything in your life is going it wrong. It creates
1: like, this layer of weirdness on oh, your mouth that stays there for like six hours. It's day. really bad. Drugstore yeah.
0: food is like the, is really bad, and then you, when you the layer down from drugstore food
1: is ninety-nine cent food. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, drinks, like lemon cookies, and oh, like, oh lemon yeah. cookies. Yeah. Oh, the, the drinks. Real That's
0: true. Or like the off-brand but same soda, but it's from another country yeah like indonesian diet coke and you're like this is different (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) huh it's still good it's just different right we're sounding a little elitist right now no it's just like stuff comes off a boat at weird new york city is also when people are listening it's like stuff falls off the boat into stores in new york city yeah and so it's like like most of the batteries i own are chinese
1: that's bad
0: no, but I mean, they just come in like when you buy batteries at the store, yeah, for your kid's toy or for whatever. Yeah, they t- you, you realize they're like, no, not even junk. They're just Chinese batteries. Like they came from. They're still Duracell. Oh, but oh, for, oh I see. But
1: they're for the Chinese market. Right, 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 right. So, well, look, Wish.com. Uh, I mean, visit Wish.com. It, first <laughs> off, we're we're here giving it hell, but everyone should go check it out. You f- you feel this is the future of commerce? Forbidding. No, no. It's just sort of this junk store where you get to hang out for a little bit. All
0: right, but this is the thing. They're like totally decentralized. They own all the relationships but don't have any
1: inventory. I think Wish is going to go the way – I'm going to go on a limb here. A limb. I think they're going to go the way of Groupon. I think it's going to be faddish. Uh, I, I have, I, that's okay. my sense because you don't need it. You never bought anything you actually needed on Groupon. So they're not really building a relationship with – the customer is like,
0: that what happened with groupon it goes so big it's so hot it's six billion dollars how
1: many freaking massages are you gonna buy because well, it's 40
0: that's a good point i none
1: right you do it because you're like wow that's a deal i want in on a deal and then eventually it's just okay enough i i got the high you know
0: you don't really get those stories anymore about how like horrible groupon people descended and destroyed a business
1: yeah it's just it's over right yeah. so anyway go check it out
0: well, Rich, we did it. We did. We got through the podcast. Yes. And our listeners got through it with us. They
1: sure did. Thank all, you for listening. We're all in a family now. We are appreciating, I have to say, the feedback we're getting and, and the audience that's kind of showing up on Twitter and, and emails. It's great.
0: Yeah, we're learning as we go. We are. We're, we really we're, are. We're honing. We, 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 we're stumbling around a little bit in the dark, but we're, we're starting to get better here yep. and there. Yeah. So the web... The web's going to be fine. Okay, that's good. That's a big relief for me because I just started a web company. (laughs) Uh, Should we do this again in the future? I think we should. All right. Well, you know what? So we'll be back. If it strikes you uh, as you go about your daily business to go on iTunes and give us a five star rating and a good review, go ahead and do that. And we will be forever in your debt and eternally grateful.
1: And if you got questions, send them to contact at postlight.com that's
0: the one email address you need for all of your digital needs go straight to Ricciate and paul ford this is track changes america's best podcast winning can't wait to get back in here next week and talk more about something related to technology yes okay let's go back to work
1: be good take care everyone
0: we got a bunch of meetings
1: <laughs> bye